Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2021 season of the Jeff is Moody Show. Welcome back, y'all. As is the norm, I have come to deliver to you the number one fight in the internet, radio, and podcast skies. We will laugh together. We will cry together. We will keep it real. We will keep it raw. The topics will range, but ain't nothing strange to y'all. Y'all know what we do. Know what Honesty, love, love, truth, music, and most importantly, a bounce. A bounce that resonates through the community and lets you know that talk radio is real. Podcasts are real. And who better to do it than me? This is the 2021 season of the Jefferson Moody Show. Yes. We're about to get started, yes. But y'all know what I do. Yes. Before we get started, hey yo, job. Let's bounce. <laughs> I know it's a talk show, but listen, I need you to bounce. See what we do, it don't work without a bounce. Welcome to the 2021 season. Enjoy. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> young Sean, Young Sean, I'm 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 ready to go. I'm I'm ready to go because uh, this was really supposed to be an off week for me. Man, I got a gang of stuff to do. Ain't really had time for this this week. But but you know, I was thinking, Young Sean, I was like, well, I'm in a new show mood, and it's getting warm outside. Well, hell. We don't know what, what the weather's doing, Young Sean. But I'm like, now nah, I want to get a fam a new one. I'm going to have some busy weeks this spring and summer where, you know, I can't get that new new. And so get a family new as much. That's where dedication is, Young Sean. So we going new new. You all right over there, young boy? Everything good? Hey, y'all. How is everyone? How y'all doing? Welcome to the flight. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the event. Huh. Somebody said a long time ago, uh, Moody, your shows are like concerts. They're, they're not. They're not podcasts. They're like concerts. It's like you. It's it's like a concert. I really appreciated that. I said I've always tried to look at at my shows, Young Sean, like events. The, 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 this, the, the Jeff is Moody show with DJ Natural ain't something to just come on uh, between some certain hours and go off. It's a goddamn event. People be getting ready for this show to come on. Huh. No, I ain't popping no shit early on, Sean. I'm just saying. You, you, I, I want to give them what they used to. Everything good with you, Young Sean? Uh, the folks, everything. Listen, happy Easter to those of you that celebrated Easter yesterday. Hope you spent it. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you praised. I, I hope you was around, uh, able to be around a little bit of family. And, 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 and happy Easter to you all. 
Can't ring the bell for y'all. It ain't time for me to ring the bell. By the way, for all the new listeners that say, hey, I, I love the show, but your opening thing, I'm trying to figure what you're talking about. There's a built-in audience. We got a family here. Y'all join in the family. So when you, you'll get, you get used to my opening ramblings. It's a part of the show. Yeah, I'm, talk, I'm talking to my, I'm talking to my audience. Some of them long time. They family. You in a family now. So don't come in. Don't come in this motherfucker whining about shit. <laughs> God damn it. I'm supposed to be off giving y'all something new. You tell me I don't love you. Sit up. Sit down and be quiet. Young Sean, you, you ready? Okay, everything good. Mom good, dad good. I know everyone is good with you. You you getting ready to start driving this summer, right? All right. Young Sean, what I told you about that green light. Don't you ever take off as soon as that light turn green. You don't do that nowhere in the world, but you especially don't do it in Georgia. These motherfuckers don't even take a real driving test. They scoot around the parking lot and get their license. That ain't safe. What I told you, young Sean, when the light turned green, what do you do? One, one thousand, two, one thousand. Look both ways, go about your business. Make sure you're not about to get T-boned. And, and if somebody's behind you honking because they need to go as soon as the light turned green, fuck them, young Sean. Pull over to the side, let them get around you. Fuck it. Jeff is moody to drive and coach. That jewel was free. For all my youngins out there, to ever take off as soon as the light turned green. All right, I could, I could, I could have put that on random thoughts today, but you know, you ready? Everything good? School good? Everything good? Mom good? Dad good? I know that. Family, y'all ready to rock? Y'all ready to get down? Number one flight in the internet radio sky. We are now taking off, and let's give them what they are used to, Young Sean. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. I see you, I see you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, sir, sir, ma'am, sir, ma'am. I know, I know. You don't want the praise. You in that whole corner over there never want the praise, but you are my number one supporters. I thank you guys so much. I would not be here without you. All of my people over there and over there and over there at the job, in the office, on the road, in them streets, wherever you may be. Ladies and gentlemen, my kings and queens, welcome to the Jeffers Moody Show with DJ Naturel on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Go get that free podcast FM app can't ring the bell yet for all my iphone and ipad users when you go to beatbreakradiofm.com go to the upper right hand side get the podcast fm app for your ios or android devices you're gonna love it that way you just open the app up and listen to the show 3 to 6 p.m eastern standard time all right you're welcome Contact me on Instagram at the Jeff is Moody Show, or you can text me your comments and or questions to 678-386-5331. Once again, family, comments and or questions to 678-386-5331. Hit DJ Naturel up to salute her for her ATL traffic mix at DJ Naturel on all social media. That's Naturel with an E. N-A-T-U-R-E-L. Now, family, I'm going to be your pilot for this three-hour flight. Kick back, relax if you can, but even if you cannot, 
I guarantee you that we're about to make this the best portion of your day. I am here to get you through the grind. Special shout out to all my drivers out there who listen to the Jeffers Moody Show while you're on the road. Honk your horn for me while I ring my bell for you. Y'all hear my bell? Uh, the original bell is back. All my drivers, M, said, Big Rudy, what up? Honk them horns for me, man. My man said he's my man said said he honked the horn for real. Listen, I hey, listen, listen, y'all. I was talking to said uh, some time ago on like a Wednesday. And and it was around 3.05. Oh, okay. He was like, yo, I gotta go, bro. Gotta check the show. I ain't catch it this week. Gotta catch it. And before I hung up, he said, yo, 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 King. Yo, he honked his horn for me, man. Oh, shit. Yo, he honked his horn for me, man. You know what I'm saying? It kind of, yo, it kind of moved me. It made me feel some kind of way, young Sean. I didn't have my bell with him, so I did some corny shit. I was like, ding. This nigga was like, wow. <laughs> Just shout me out next time, Moody. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One love to all my family who listen while you work or playing. You choose the Jeff is Moody show. Whether you are in the gym, in the house, wherever you are, if you are listening, I thank you. Now, family, before I get into today's show, uh, I want to talk to you about uh, not being a fucking crybaby. Yeah, I want to talk to you about not being a crybaby. Now, at points and times in our lives, all of us are bitch ass niggas. Every man and woman alike. It's just some shit that we whine about. And, and, and you want to know something, fam? Some of it is justified. But a lot of it is not. A lot of it is us whining over things that we're not going to change or spending too much time focusing on something that has us stuck rather than moving forward. A lot of times we get stuck on depending on people that we really can't depend on. We want people to do things for us because we do things for them. And while unless you have an agreement of reciprocation, you know, unless we agree that I'm going to do this for you in exchange for that. Most of the things you do for people are supposed to be from the heart, fam. Right. So even though we do things for, for, for people, uh, you, really, if you're doing it from the heart, you're not really expecting anything back. But it's the human emotion in us. And I got to tell you, some of it is okay. It's the human emotion that remembers what you have done for someone, even if you didn't do it to, for props. But you, you recollect things that you did, right? So, yeah, I'm going to tell you, sometimes it hurt when you depend on people or you want people to get behind you for something and they don't. And you've been behind them. I've been through it. I know. I'm going to try to tell you real quick uh, 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 how not to be a fucking crybaby. Because the bottom line is if they not supporting you, you got to start looking at it, looking at it like, like they don't owe you support. Now, y'all follow me here. I want y'all to follow me. New listeners, that's how we do. Straight out the gate with it. No, this ain't this. this, this. 
This ain't no build-up energy show. We, we, we come straight with it. Welcome, welcome, you're here. Welcome to the family. Now, y'all follow me. Everyone follow me. Now, I'm about to name you a couple of rappers that I have literally never heard of one day in my life. And I know, I know a lot of people go, hey, Moody, you be bullshitting because you can't be uh, around entertainment and not know. No, family, y'all don't understand. I don't listen to new music unless somebody sends it to me or refers it to me. I don't care who's coming out. I don't give a fuck. I'm a classics guy. Uh, you know, I take that back. There are some art. There are a lot of quote unquote neo soul artists and a lot of artists like her and and uh, what's his name, Daniel Caesar. And okay, there are some artists, that, Griselda Gang, the rap group. There are some artists I kind of look for. I look, but it's not this regular trash that you hear on the radio. Sorry, radio, but y'all play a lot of bullshit, and you play the same five bullshits. And I don't really believe people be calling and requesting them uh, because uh, why would I wait online 40 minutes to request a fucking song when I can just go listen to it on YouTube or Apple Play or something? <laughs> I know. Keep your secrets to yourself. I'm just saying, you know, that's my opinion. Opinions of Jefferson Moody do not necessarily reflect uh, the opinions of B-Break Radio, Sean Garvey and everybody else involved. I guess I'm never going to get that radio job I was talking about. So listen to me. I'm. I'm it seems like so I saw these guys names I went looking for names shout out to Vlad TV because when I need some ignorance or stupidity or when I when I want to see like nondescript people to me I just go to Vlad he'll always have like rappers you've never heard of in your life which is good it's not a bad thing right he's featuring them I guess so I pulled up a couple of names and um, it was odd because all the names I pulled up of the rappers that I've never heard of before, they seem to all have one thing in common, which is crime. Like they are always in trouble with the law, it seems like, but it seems like they are more known for run ins with the law and opposite gangs than they are their actual music. But whatever, it's not necessarily my point. I just want to name some rappers I've never heard of. No disrespect to the rappers. I got a point here. So let's do this. Have you guys ever heard of a of a rapper named Famous Dex? Anybody? I'm sure some of you have, right? His name is Famous Dex and he's apparently very popular. So I took the time to do some research and I'm looking around for his records and you know, I, and I don't really have an opinion on him, but uh, he loves crime also. So he's hit with 19 charges of gun possession and domestic violence. Now, I, I, I say that to say something. Hold on. Try to follow me, y'all. There's another rapper named Quando Rondo. Anybody ever heard of him? I he, uh, he seems as if he's more known for crime than music, but that's whatever. It might be his niche. Quando Rondo. Apparently popular. All of these guys that I'm going to name are clearly more popular in their profession than I am in mine. So this is not a diss. So he's known for 
It even says here, he's recently more known for being associated with the gunman who killed another rapper named King Von. Now, the reason I know who King Von is because when the young man got killed, I, I read it somewhere on the internet. That's how I found out who King Von was. Rest in peace, uh, King Von. So he got Quando Rondo. You got another guy named Fujiano. I don't know what that means, but that's his name. Apparently, he must be somebody. He signed to Gucci Mane. I'm not signed to Gucci Mane. I'm willing to bet you right now his social media presence and everything is stronger than mine's. All of you people listening have a stronger social media presence than I do. So you got Fujiano. And then you got some guy named Bandman Kivo. And then you got some guy named OG number three, uh, uh, word three. His name is OG33. Anybody ever heard of OG33? Apparently, a lot of people have that, that are outside of my circle, right? And then you got some guy named OMB Peasy. Okay. Now, that's it. I saw more, but that's enough. So, I, I never heard of these guys. Never supported them. From the music I heard, not really up my, you know, my lane, but fuck, apparently my lane don't matter to them. Apparently, though, they're all doing their thing. In fact, like I said, I'm sure all of them are doing more in their field than mine. What's my support? What is my point? Did I just say what's my support? Sorry about that. That's not what I meant. What's my point with naming these guys I never heard of, never supported, never got behind, never get... Guess what, family? They don't need my fucking support. They didn't wait for my support. They didn't wait for people like me to co-sign them. They adapted in you're with me or against me mentality. They didn't have no time to sit there going, yo, they don't feel us over here. They don't feel us over there. No, they focused on what worked for them and they got it going. They weren't sitting around being crybabies. Talking about who's not supporting. Talking about who don't got they back. Talking about who won't do a beat. And who won't come to a show? And who won't buy my LP out the trunk? See, you can't be a fucking crybaby. Like I told you guys, all of us are guilty of it at some point in time. I know I am. See, I'm honest enough with myself to say, uh, sometime I'm a fucking crybaby. But when I when I be crying about stupid shit, man, I be telling myself, man, you gotta get, man, God damn you bitch ass nigga. Get off of that shit, Moody. Get off of that, Jeff. Keep it moving. Family, stop being fucking crybabies. If people are not supporting you, you gotta start looking at it like they don't owe you support. Support yourself. Find like-minded people and they will support you. And guess what? There's people out there that will support anything you do. 
You don't need me to advance. You know how many podcasters that I got started in podcasting? It's shameful. It's shameful that you don't hear. You hear some of them. I'm talking about from back in the day. They salute the king. You know how many I put on, got all the information from me, got everything they needed and bounced. No shout outs, never said nothing, never heard from them again. And you sit up there and you go, damn, these motherfuckers is, but that's just life though. You know, I always tell people to use me. We're supposed to use each other to a degree. I use my wife for some things. My wife uses me for some things. But we try not to misuse each other. Try not to misuse your loved ones. Try not to misuse your friends. But use who's around you that wants to support you. Everybody ain't gonna support you. And everybody don't owe you support. I've never heard of these guys in my life. Didn't stop them from coming out, right? Until I started doing research on some of these guys, never heard a lick of their music in my life. Didn't stop their music from coming out, right? Like them motherfuckers sitting around worried about me. When you tell somebody to listen to your show and they come and listen to it and they like it and they stick around, that's that's who you cater to. That's who you that's that's who supports you. When you tell somebody to come listen to your show and they keep finding ways to never get around to it and, oh, I started listening, but this happened and that happened. Well, you know, the, hey, the show's on demand. You can, yeah, well, you know, I can't. Uh, instead of just saying, I don't rock with you or I don't rock with that or I don't listen to podcasts, how much time are you going to waste on them? If they're not supporting you, then they, they, they don't owe it to you. Let me tell you something. I was talking to a new podcaster that has a show coming out, but now they up in the air because they're not getting the support from their family and friends. So they've been cutting these, I guess you can call them test shows, and they can't get, they, they put them on like a little private YouTube channel, I guess. You know, you could put content on YouTube and only allow certain people to see it, I guess. And nobody, they was like, yo, we put this up a week ago and like three people out of like the 80 people we know have only come. I said, so fuck them. I went through that when I first started. As a matter of fact, right now, do you know how many long time people I got that are in my circle? Some of them are really in my circle. Then some of them I just know through association. Not that I dislike them or anything. I don't fuck with them like that. And they don't fuck with me like that either. You know how many producers worked on this show with beats and stuff and they never heard the show a day in their life? As a matter of fact, all the fire intros y'all heard, I think the only producer that ever sat down that did an intro for me that ever literally sat down all the time and listened and supported this show in that way was Big Feet. Ring the bell for Big Feet. Yo, them other cats don't listen. But guess what? They support me in other ways. So I don't, I don't, I don't get mad when I find out they don't even listen to the fucking show. When I need a beat, they got a beat for me. When I need some help with something, they got some help for me. The guy that I would go to to do some video for me or take pics, the motherfucker don't listen to my show. That's like my man. It's my brother. But guess what? 
If I needed some video or something from him, he got me. No hesitation. And he out there doing work work. And he'll take the time for me. Everybody ain't got to support you the way you think they should. So I was telling the young boy that. He was like, yo, we trying to get. And I said, just put the shows out, man. Put the shows out. Get the fuck. You think you're going to come out to a million listeners? You ain't doing that unless you're a huge social media presence. And like I predicted over 10 years ago, y'all, I told y'all that the same artists and news personalities and rappers and actresses, I told y'all the same people that were disrespecting our craft as podcasters, they were going to come get podcasts. They were going to hop on the dick and get podcasts and be exponentially more famous than us because if you're Jada Smith, you're coming into something new with millions of people already. You got to do no work. You just got to show up. And if your product is good, they're there. I'm not mad at that. I'm just saying what the truth is. So family, stop being fucking crybabies. Everything ain't going to work. People ain't always going to have your back. God damn it. I was telling young boys, I done link more motherfuckers up. If y'all know me, y'all know. Everybody that, I don't care if you rap, sing, write, if you're a plumber, if you're a mechanic, there ain't never been nobody that came by me. I ain't try to reference them off to somebody or make sure they could get. You know how many people I linked up together that are now doing things? Motherfuckers don't even include me when they know it has my skill set in it. They don't include me. I got a podcast. I don't like talking to celebrities, first of all. Every once in a while, I will if I like that celebrity. I got niggas that, that do shit with celebrities they know I fuck with and they don't even call. And I link them up. They don't even call like, yo, Moody. Yo, bring your stuff, man. We got so-and-so down here. They'll be down to give you an interview. They don't even call me. It's like, fuck me. I used to be pissed about that. I used to be a crybaby. And I had to learn that it's, it's all right. And I told myself something I'm going to tell y'all before, before I'm done with this. Moody. If you don't make an agreement that you linking people up and you doing for people uh, uh, in exchange for them doing for you, don't you ever get mad at somebody or look down on somebody or act like a little bitch because they not doing for you. They would if they wanted to. If they don't, it's okay. Go where there are people want to because those people exist and you sitting on your ass crying job fucking you over job shitting all over you but you don't want to go out there and look for another one and be brave and test the market so you're gonna sit up here and whine every fucking day you cry baby stop being a cry baby Yeah, hey, if you're new to the show, I run long on the first segment. Just sit down, drink something, eat your lunch or some shit. You got, I thought she was going to put me in a relationship. I thought she really liked me. I thought he liked me. I can't believe they, that. Well, 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 they're, they're not with you. They're gone. They left and they did whatever they did. Stop being a fucking crybaby. Move on, there's somebody for you, there's something for you. The time you waste 
soiling your fucking diaper in your playpen throwing tantrums it's the time you can move forward you could be moving forward with that time that's why I like my wife my wife give her all to people in that real estate shit and some people she thinks she could trust she do things for them on a strength and they burn her with a fucking match and she's only not everybody because she's a because she's a she's a big deal. She gets it. She gets it in. But for those that do, it hurt because she knows she did it from the heart. And she used to be to a point where that hurt her because she's a fucking human. Just like me. I'd be bitter. Sometimes I may talk to her in confidentiality about somebody that's pissing me off. But she learned that she couldn't be a fucking crybaby. You're missing out on clients that's going to ride or die worrying about one that, 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 that shitted on you, that snaked you. So she got herself out of that mentality. I worked myself out of it, too. We only human, y'all. Me and every single one of y'all listening, we're going to have a moment where we act like fucking crybabies. But you got to learn. It's not productive. And it's going to leave you stuck in a rut. Now take off that diaper. Go take a shower. Put some big boy and girl shorts on. And get out in the world and move forward. Don't be a crybaby because they don't owe you that support if they're not giving you the support. There's like-minded people right around you that'll move with you step for step and they want to see you win. I'm surrounded by a bunch of them. Some people I'm with, I, I thought they had me bigger than this. But I ain't stopped talking to nobody. I ain't cut nobody off. I only cut people off when they when they snake you to a, a different degree. You know, when you can't trust a man to be a man of in, in principle and integrity. I'll cut you then. But not supporting me, if you just tell me good luck with the show today, I consider that support. Because I make my support. Stop being a fucking crybaby. Here's what we have for you today on the Jeff is Moody show. Well, I just did the rundown. Uh, all you crybabies probably got up and took your ball and went home. Y'all need to come back and sit your little spoiled ass down. Listen to the show. We got a good one for you today. We got gym news for you today. We got dumb shit news. Smack the fire all today. Today. Family, we got fam feedback today. Um, we got uh, let's all get offended. Family, everybody loves getting offended on social media. I'm going to talk about some of those cases where people just can't help but be offended. We got random thoughts for you today. We got the world's most trifling people for you today. And of course, we have the polar opposite of trifling for you today. Um, uh, DJ Naturel and her ATL traffic mix, which she's been getting 45 minutes to an hour, like I promise y'all. She'll be up a little after five and she'll be rocking till 6 p.m. Um, of course, as you all know by now, I do not get into the meat of a show until I give you all that. What? That's right, fam. Moody Motivation is on deck because we all need to know that we have the ability to be great. And today I'm going to be talking to you about not wait until summer. Pretty good message. I need to stick around. That's coming up next. Uh, natural till 6 p.m. Like I told y'all, we have all that and more for you today, fam. It's a packed show as usual. So get ready for this three hour flight because verbal raw dog season is in full effect. Moody Motivation is up next, y'all. It's the Jeffers Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and Podcast FM app. 
You're listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87. There's a lot going on in the world, and your world is always changing. That's why it's important to stay connected. The latest news, the latest entertainment, the newest music. If it's in the air or on the air, it can be in the palm of your hand, wherever you are, with the iHeartRadio app. iHeartRadio. Over 1,500 live radio stations from across the country and over 15 million songs to create your own custom station. Listen at iHeartRadio.com. And on the iHeartRadio app under Beat Break 87 FM. Tune your radio. Tune in. Now. You can tune in to this radio station on any smartphone or tablet. iPhone. Android. Blackberry. Nokia. Samsung. Windows phones. Or whatever you have. Download the free TuneIn app from your phone or tablet's app store. Tune in with music, sports, news, and comedy. From over 70,000 radio stations around the world. Check it out at TuneIn.com. Or your app store. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show on Beat Break Radio, FM.com. Family, please remember, when you visit Beat Break Radio, FM.com, please look on your upper right-hand side, and you will see the podcast FM icon, and you can uh, click on Android or iOS, and you can download that app. And we can go wherever you go. Okay, it's a little easier than you know going to the site all the time. So um, get that podcast FM app, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but right now it's time for a, a little bit of moody motivation here. And fam, I I wanted to talk to y'all about not waiting till summer. Don't wait till summer. You know, we have a tendency to be here yet again for another year, uh, another season, and you know, even though the weather's crazy, it's, it's, it's getting warm outside, and as so many of us do, we've goofed off all year, and we've decided that now, <laughs> now, is the time for us to take health and fitness seriously so we can look good for the summer. You know, because everybody wants to fit into that bathing suit. And all the guys want their guns out and they want to get the six pack in three weeks. And of course, for for the, a lot of our queens that get married in the spring and summertime, they've uh, disregarded their bodies forever, but now it's time to care. Because now it's time to fit into the dress. It's like the car that keeps telling you that it's on empty. Ding, 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 gaslight. I'll get, I'll get to a station in a second. You pass one station, you pass another station. Next thing you know, your goddamn car runs out of gas at the, in the most inconvenient of places. And we do everything in retrospect out of regret. And we go, man, if only I had to stop back there and got the gas, I wouldn't be walking three miles back in the dark or calling AAA and having to sit here for 45 minutes to get some gas. All I had to do was do it then and not wait till now. All I had to do is care about myself beyond just the cosmetic and vanity portion 
just take a walk every day. I didn't have to run a triathlon and, you know, kind of eat as good as I can eat and not eat late and drink a lot of water. And and I would have been closer to my goals without busting my ass and doing all these crazy diets and starving myself and feeling frustrated about the way I look. You had the control to not wait till summer. Year round is the effort. A lot of times we wait too late for everything, right? We wait till summer. A lot of people are in really good relationships, man, and but they have these little, they just have little problems within their relationship and they, they let them fester and fester and they don't talk about them and don't talk about them. Then things really start to fall apart. Somebody may even step out and cheat or somebody wants to lead a relationship and now here comes this battle, this struggle, this anger, this all of this scrambling to try to make something work that y'all could have made it work if you had a got on it immediately and not waited till summer. That goes for family relationships. That goes for healing, mental and spiritual and everything. Stop waiting for summer. Do it now. You know what I like to tell people? There's never a right time to get right. The only right time to get right is all the time. Amen. So family, you feel me. Somebody sitting out there is feeling me. You know you've waited and waited and now you're you're, you're running up a hill instead of walking on level ground. But you can change that. Start today. And don't keep waiting for summer. Moody Motivation, y'all. It's the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. We'll be right back with Jim News. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Listen to Beat Break 87 FM and reach one network on the go. Download the Podcast FM app to your smartphone or any mobile device. Get it on Amazon, Google Play, or the App Store. And start streaming dozens of podcasts from anywhere at any time. From music to news, sports, talk programming, and so much more. Podcast FM has it all. Download the Podcast FM app now. ReachOneNetwork.com is now ReachOneNetwork TV. Watch the latest videos from some of your favorite on-air personalities and special guests airing on Beat Break 87 FM. Log online to ReachOneNetwork.tv 24-7. Watch, listen, and watch again. That's ReachOneNetwork.tv. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show family. It is time for a little bit of gym news. Uh, Young Sean, because I, I, I want to find it word for word. I, gosh, the, who is that that said the, the literal first 10 to 30 minutes of your show just dusts everything else off? Just the most exciting, energetic. You know, I don't I don't say that as a tap on the back. I say that because that's what I try to set out to do for the family, you know. It 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 is. And I'm really unlike anyone else because this our segments are all over the place. I no order around here. We ain't got no order. <laughs> Hold on, let me fix this. Let me fix this. Hold on. 
gym news, y'all. Hold on, let me make a correction here real quick. Okay, we got it. Young Sean, let's do some gym news now. Family, I want to tell you folks that I want to talk about the the guy driving into the Capitol building. Um, and I also really want to have a, a conversation about the Georgia suppression, which 43 other states are, are trying to follow. And I want to have a conversation about this sudden, what I think is deflection and, dis- and purposeful distraction. There's like the black on Asian crime. Because apparently black people are beating up Asians over the China virus. The China virus. You know, you know the you know your your former president, the one that couldn't talk or spell properly? And he called it the China virus. The C H Y N A. You know your former president that every every domestic terrorist hate group in America follows? The ones that want to make make campaigns of terror against Jewish and black and Asians and things like that. All of a sudden, with all of these uh, white folks and, and, and one raccoon raiding the Capitol. All of a sudden, uh, it, it's, uh, all of a sudden, someone else drives into the Capitol. Something is suspect to me about that. But I want to do that with a panel. I need my I need my man Will Beatty on this. You know what I'm saying? I need Cousin Ed on this. I need Casino on this. So, family, I want to I want to get to those hopefully next week. I'm not I'm not going to let the time go cuz we're not going to forget this capital stuff. But I just find it funny how the narrative is being switched. And it's real funny that this guy that ran into the Capitol, he he it's just funny, right? But so the white people made it the the deal to raid the Capitol. They 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 killed officers and other people died and, and nobody said blue lives matter or anything. Now it's a it's a black guy that that heavily heavily seemed to lean on Minister Farrakhan, who the last time I checked, Farrakhan never told any of his people to uh, run in buildings. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, in blockades. As a matter of fact, Nation of Islam is not really known for doing t- domestic terrorist acts. I just find this funny and it's been happening throughout the course of time to get the distraction off of what's really going on. There's always something weird that pops up, man. To me, this is fucking weird. You know what I'm saying? So, um family here's what we're going to do with those stories with the georgia suppression with the what i find to be odd that is now turned into a narrative of blacks on asians and this capital thing i want a panel for that so i'm gonna try to get that panel up next week if not next week family maybe the week after y'all be patient with that but we got uh, uh more gym news for you we got some different uh, news for you okay y'all give me a chance to try to put that together appreciate y'all patience so in gym news a brooklyn block brooklyn stand up was just renamed in honor of Yusef hawkins 32 years after his death this is according to online publication blavity in 1989 16 year old Yusef hawkins joined a friend to travel to nearby bensonhurst 
to go look at a potential car his friend wanted to buy. When the two teens arrived, they were met by an angry mob of mostly white men who mistook them for a black man accused of dating a white woman they knew. Uh, You guys, we banged out in New York over this. There was blood spilled. We were wilding in New York City over this. I want you to keep in mind, they accused him of, of not stealing, of not doing anything to anyone, of dating a white woman. This is in 1989 in America. He died because an angry mob of whites thought he was dating a white woman. You tell me there's not something wrong with this fucking country and that there hasn't always been. Try to convince me of it if you like. Anyway. The mob armed with guns and baseball bats surrounded the teenagers, eventually killing Hawkins in the process. The case sparked nationwide protests led by Reverend Al Sharpton and Minister Louis Farrakhan, eventually leading to the arrest of the gunman who has maintained his innocence even after conviction. 32 years later, Hawkins, Brooklyn's neighborhood, is keeping his name and memory alive, renaming a block in his honor. The renaming ceremony took place this week in Bedford-Stuyvesant. Bedford-Stuyvesant, stand up. Hawkins grew up, uh, he grew up in Bed-Stuy, and it would have been his 48th birthday today. How about that, man? The community came together to celebrate Hawkins and to watch the corner of Verona Place and Fulton Street officially become Yousef Kareem Hawkins Way. Diane Hawkins, Yousef's mother, spoke about the honor, saying, I'm so happy and grateful that this is happening today. Congratulations uh, to the Hawkins family, and, uh, you know, your son could have potentially had a street named after him for doing something great in the world. He certainly had the potential. It's sad when we get streets named after us like this, but, you know, we move on. And this is the reason we all need to, to stick together, folks, seriously. And just a petty piece of shit in me. Because I remember us banging in New York City in 1989. Oh, it was on, family. A lot of people talk. We we was out there. We was out there putting it in. That's what I'm going to say. We wasn't stealing no fucking TVs neither. You know, on top of naming that street after Yusef Hawkins, they should have then went and, and burned down the street in Bensonhurst where he was cold-blooded murdered. That's just my opinion, but of course the opinion of Jeffers Moody do not reflect the opinions of Beat Break 87FM.com. Sean Garvey interns, other shows, everybody fuck it. It's just my opinion. I'm happy about the renaming though. Salute. Now on this next story, this has me a little bit confused family. So the Arkansas governor signs a transgender sports bill into law. Now, earlier this month, Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson signed a new anti-abortion legislation into law with the legislation outlawing abortions under any circumstance unless it will save the life of the mother. Uh, You know, Arkansas, you know, holier than thou. A lot of sinners there, though. Uh, Trust me, Mr. Hutchinson, whatever the fuck his name is, he's into some bullshit. Just ain't find out what it is yet. Now, Hutchinson has reportedly signed a law that bans transgender women and girls from competing in high school sports teams that are consistent with gen- with the gender they identify with. Now, I got to tell y'all, I've been getting in trouble for this forever. 
I agree with that. I don't think guys should play girls just because they feel like they're girls. It's an unfair advantage. I get in so much trouble for that, but I stick to my guns with it. I don't hate transgender people. I just don't think it's fair. I don't, I don't think a man can you identify whatever the fuck you want. You have the strength and the speed of a man. And it's not fair to the girls, most of whom don't want to compete against you because they're girls. Salute to all my girls that will compete against anybody. Ring the bell for y'all. No problem with that. But the majority of girls want to compete against girls. So I don't have a problem with that, but I have a problem with a scumbag who's trying to tell women how to control their body. Because you know when he passes that, you know there's more behind it. And certainly there was so here's what he also did after simply saying that female athletes should not have to compete in the sport against a student of a male sex when the sport is designed for women's competition um okay but then arkansas is now allegedly moving to ban trans people from accessing health care that part I don't get. And I know that people are like, you see, Moody, when you support them in one way, you know, fuck you. Because I don't think girls should have to play a guy. It doesn't mean I support. Why can't transgenders get health insurance? Because they think they're women. They still going to get the trick. Y'all I hate to break it to y'all. I don't know if this is because they. Now, somebody has to help me with this because I'm being sincere here. Now. They're allegedly pushing a bill that will bar gender affirming health care for trans youth and bar public insurance coverage for trans people of any age. Stay tuned for more updates. We'll stay tuned for more updates. Is it because they don't want to pay for these surgeries to turn boys to, to girls? How do y'all feel about this? Six seven eight three eight six five three three one. I know you motherfuckers are afraid to speak about anything nowadays. I'm not. Because I don't think guys should be able to play girls doesn't mean I don't think they they can't have health insurance. What the fuck? And I think that's the difference between evil and 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 non-evil. My sincere opinion that I don't mean to to hurt anyone. And somebody that takes the platform of, yeah, the guys can't play the girls. Oh, and by the way, let's not give them health care. So, family, we're going to continue to research that. If you're more delved in that than me, let me know. As I said, stay tuned. Do you not want to insure them because they're going to all want to pay? I don't know how much it got to cost to turn a guy into a woman. I would imagine it's a gang of money. I don't know because I don't know what this is about. Or do you just hate transgenders and you don't want them to be able to take care of themselves what the fuck is wrong with the GOPs man and a lot of you Democrats I'm sorry uh, not thinking guys should be able to play girls is different than not thinking they should have the health insurance we're going to stay tuned on that family do you know that New York State Police charge a 7 year old boy with rape a seven-year-old boy from upstate New York has been charged with rape. The Brasher Falls resident was arrested by state police in connection with an incident that happened on Thanksgiving. 
Anthony Martone, an attorney from Queens, called the case absurd. Instinctually, it shouldn't happen that a seven-year-old, I don't think you can even really, really realize what you're doing at seven years old, Martone said. So I think it's absurd to charge a seven-year-old with rape. They'd have to prove he actually physically committed the act, which to me, it almost seems to be an impossibility. Me too. Martone added that the boy would likely be charged as a juvenile delinquent, but a bill pending in Albany would raise the age threshold for that charge from 7 to 12. The boy has been released and will reportedly face his third degree rape charge in family court. Family, that's all they uh, obviously that's all the information they gave us on this one because he's fucking seven. You know, I saw a video where a young, a young kid, he might have been five or six. He was with his parents and they were laughing and joking and he was grinding and grabbing his dick. And uh, I got to tell you, we got babies raising babies and we got some real losers raising babies. But that don't mean he's physically capable of rape. I don't know about what family. All these stories have to be updated. I, this is all the information I got as of time of recording. Can you charge a seven-year-old with rape? That was Jim News. Kind of quick, right? But it's just two stories I'm super interested in, and I just don't understand them. You don't agree a guy should be able to play sport against girls, but you also don't agree that he should be able to have health care? But of course, this is coming from a holier than thou, probably sinner behind closed doors that thinks women shouldn't have control of their bodies. What a world, what a world. That was Jim News. Seven years old, y'all. 678-386-5331. Send me a text. Let me know how you feel about that. We'll be right back. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show on Beat Break Radio FM.com. Hope you are enjoying the flight. Family, it's time for a little bit of dumb shit news. Smack the fire all today. For all our new listeners, to all our new family, let me tell you how Smack the Fire all today goes down. You know, I do some serious news with gym news. And then I got to follow it up with just some dumb news that makes you just want to smack the fire out of people. So here are the rules. To dumb shit news, smack the fire all today. Now, if it's a he, it's a man. We smack the fire all the he. If it's a female, we smack the fire all the she. If it's more than one person, if it's a group of people, two or more, we smack the fire all the day. And if it's a, you know inanimate object uh, or or like an animal or some shit. We smack the fire alter it. Those are the rules. And here we go. You know, this first story is not shocking at all, and I can't wait to smack fire. Uh, uh, Orange Hitler's the 45th president, uh, 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 Nazi, Nazi Trump. His ex-bodyguard says former president owes him $130 for a McDonald's order. <laughs> Is anybody out here surprised that Donald Trump stiffed somebody? Like, right? The motherfucker never pays any. He doesn't pay his employees. He doesn't pay his laborers. You know, he's that kind of guy. 
Former President Donald Trump's ex bodyguard Kevin McKay recently claimed he that the that the ex uh, uh, Hitler owes him one hundred and thirty dollars for a McDonald's order. Now, the only thing I don't like about this story is back from two thousand and eight, Trump wasn't even president in two thousand and eight. I hate when you motherfuckers come out of the woodwork. Even when y'all do it to Donald, and everybody knows I hate Donald Trump. Because he's satanic. But, but, even with him, see, everybody, they on his ass now. Donald got a little bit of legal things going on. And when somebody is down, it seems like people always come out of the woodwork with some stories. So I got to tell you, uh, Kevin McKay, because you work for Trump, it probably means you're a lying piece of shit, too. But 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 it but we'll read it we'll read it because there's nothing wrong with bringing up the past if it's true, all right. So let's do this. So according to McKay, back in 2008, just before leaving Scotland, the convoy of Range Rovers carrying Trump and his entourage stopped at McDonald's just before heading to the airport. McKay said when it was time to pay, Trump didn't have any UK currency. McKay had the necessary currency though and covered the tab for the 20 cheeseburgers and fries, as well as 10 and 15 Coke. Now, listen, family, I know what you guys are thinking. Uh, so Don got cheeseburgers and Coke for the crew. I'm going to go out on a limb and say all 15 to 20 cheeseburgers and all 15 Cokes were for Don. <laughs> Fuck them. McKay said the total of the 130 was a bit steep for the salary he was making working for Trump, which yielded him $2,700 a month. He said, God damn, he, that's it? Well, he wasn't president yet, but damn, gee, he just don't like paying people, B. He said he should have addressed the situation back then and asked Trump for the money back then. Trump fired McKay back in 2012 and says the stress associated with working for Trump ultimately led to the end of his 23-year marriage, in addition to the loss of a buck 30. McKay, smack the fire all to you. You know the motherfucker's a con artist. He, he steals from his constituents and fans. What do you expect? He doesn't pay his laborers. You knew he was going to stiff you. Smack the fire all to you. Sorry about your marriage, though. And smack the fire all to Donnie. He can get the fire smacked out of him every week. Next story. Florida woman reportedly stabbed roommate in fight over stimulus check. Uh, according to reports, a woman in Pinellas Park, Florida, was arrested after she stabbed her roommate repeatedly over an argument related to $60 of her stimulus check money from the federal government. Police in Pinellas Park were called to a residence and found 77-year-old Dale Neri sitting in his backyard after being stabbed in his upper body many times by 46-year-old Samantha Clark. They grabbed Clark several blocks away and they noticed she appeared to be under the influence of an illegal substance. As a result, she was taken to the hospital for observation before being taken to Pinellas County Jail. Along with that, she was charged with attempted murder for the incident. Uh, Neri was taken to the hospital and is expected to recover after suffering serious injuries. Uh, the, the 77 years old, he got stabbed multiple times over $60 fucking stimulus check. By the way, this lady looks like a raging meth addict. Smack the fire out of she. I don't want to smack the fire out of him because he, he got jerked up over this shit. I'm not going to smack the fire out of him. Smack the fire out of she. Now, this one right here, family... You know, 
Here's another one from back in the day. It's a current story, but, but check this out. Y'all remember the Super Bowl with the nipple slip in 2004, right? Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. Well, Justin Timberlake's manager told Janet Jackson to forgive Justin for the Super Bowl. He's bringing this up, damn, this 16 years after that Super Bowl. It was clear that there were issues between both Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake after the infamous nip slip incident at the 2004 Super Bowl. Recently, Justin Timberlake issued another formal apology to Jackson after the release of Britney Spears' documentary. He's still apologizing because Justin was a bitch-ass nigga for that shit. Which painted the NSYNC singer in a different light. While the apology seemed to be heartfelt, Justin Timberlake's manager, Johnny Wright, is singing a different tune directly to Jackson. Via Instagram, Jackson made a post that said, always choose to heal, not to hurt, to forgive, not to despise, to preserve, uh, not to quit, to smile, not to frown, and to love, not to hate. Timberlake's manager, who is also Jackson's former manager, hopped into comments and said, you should take this advice and apply it to your relationship with Justin. According to a source from Timberlake's camp, he did not know that Wright was going to make the comment to Jackson, saying Timberlake was completely unaware and that Johnny did this all on his own. First of all, manager, let me tell you something, motherfucker. You don't never tell Janet Jackson to apologize. That's Little Penny from Good Times, nigga. How dare you? Fuck wrong with you. Smack the fire all to he. And you want to know what? Smack the fire out of Justin Timberlake. Because Justin did Janet dirty, y'all. Y'all know Justin did Janet dirty. Now that was coordinated. They knew it was going to happen. They practiced it. They did it for shock value. It backfired. Janet caught all the slack. I mean, after all, it was her titty. But Justin, who was an accomplice, Justin just dipped the fuck out, left her hanging publicly. He kept under his rock until it all blew over. He came out. He used a little bit of that white privilege. Everybody blamed Janet and not him. They both went on to do whatever they was doing. But I got to tell you guys, Justin need to fire smack out of him too. Smack the fire all tahi. And smack the fire out that manager. Don't never fucking tell Lil Penny to apologize. That's Lil Penny. Her brother was the biggest pop star in the world. Her brother was so popular, that motherfucker made a love song to a rat named Ben. Motherfucker, don't you, don't you ever disrespect Janet. Michael Tito, Jermaine, or Jackie. Who was the other one? Wasn't there another Jackson? That nigga too. Don't you ever motherfucking smack the fire all to you. That nigga Justin left her hanging. Y'all ain't forget that, right? He left her out to dry. Janet, I should smack the fire out of you because you, you knew if something went wrong it would come back on you and not him because he got that privilege but I'm not going to smack the fire all to you because you little penny and around here at the Jeff is Moody show 
We don't put hands on Lil Penny from good times. Peace to Willona, Thelma, J.J. Michael, James Evans, rest in peace, Florida Evans, rest in peace. We'll be right back, y'all, with, I think, fan feedback right here on the Jeff is Moody Show. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. What's up, everybody? Ryan Vernell, host of The Ryan Show FM here with a quick PSA. The entire world is coming together for the first time in a long time to stop the spread of COVID-19, a.k.a. the coronavirus. And you can do your part, too. And it starts with these three steps. One, social distancing. Stay away from people at least six feet, especially if you don't know whether or not they're ill. Step two, sanitize your hands. Use soap, hot water, and wash for at least 20 seconds. And step three, wash your ass, goddammit. Look, in all seriousness, thank you to the healthcare workers that are on the front lines fighting this virus. Let's make it easier for all of them out there that are making incredible sacrifices to ensure our health and economic stability. Thanks for listening to this quick PSA. Now let's get back to the reason why you're listening to this radio station in the first place. Good music, great conversation, and a place to escape from all this BS going on outside. Be safe, everybody, and keep on a listening. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show. And it's time for a little bit of family feedback. And one quick question for Just Ask Jeff. Uh, yeah, young Sean. Don't, motherfucker, don't you ever motherfucking disrespect Janet Jackson. This motherfucking little penny. That was Walona. That was Thelma. That was James Evans. That that was that was Florida. That was Michael JJ. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you don't never motherfucking disrespect the cast of Good Times, nigga. And I'm sorry I forgot the fifth Jackson name. I still don't know it. Somebody help me out, y'all. Was it Marlon? I don't know why I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Anyway. Let's do this feedback. Motherfucker don't ever, man, shit. Get hands put on you in here. Not you, little Sean. I'm talking about that manager. King Lindell, new listener, y'all. He says, you are a bad man. Heard your show for the first time last week. And yes, people love fake gurus. What a message. Finally, we have a truth smith who gives it to us raw without all the bullshit industry fill. Lindell, did you just say truth, Smith? Is that a word? Is that a term? Lindell, can I use that? Truth, Smith. You know, I know wordsmith, Lindell. Lindell, yo, hit me up, bro. 678-386-5331. Is that a word? Or did you make that up? I need to know, can I use that? Truth, Smith. Your show is like sitting down talking to that neighbor or uncle you have who drinks from the bottle and wears church socks with Bermuda shorts while dropping jewels and smoking Newport. <laughs> He'll cut you too. Great product, sir. I'm on board. Thanks to Alimda waiting for more. Okay. Now Alimda queen or king. I don't know who you are, but thank you. Thank you for listening to this show. It's spreading the word about the show. Oh man. You know, Lindell, I feel like you were trying to low key diss me with the church socks in, in the, in the shorts. I don't smoke Newports. I don't smoke. I don't smoke. Period. I feel like you were low key dissing me. But the the, the thing about it is, Lindell, I'm 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 like a year off dressing like that anyway. <laughs> Yo, thank you, King. Thank you for the support, man. Please spread the word. Thank you so much, man. K the Delta says, "Great show. Just heard my second episode. Whoa!" 
and I love you. Love the intensity and oh, I love that voice. I figured I should be a frequent contributor to keep this Super Jeff machine going. So here are my top three reasons to whip ass regarding episode 109. Number one, playing with my kids. I'm not a violent person, but aside from my natural instinct to protect myself from harm, my inner demon spirit will come out in full and lethal force to protect the safety and innocence of my young children. The story about the guy kissing the one-year-old baby almost made me throw up. I think I would have tried to assault him, and I know my husband would have caught a murder charge. Number two, sleeping with my man. This is so funny because there's two exact answers, y'all, from two different people on, on life. That is being the so-called friend of sleeping with my man. Asses will be whipped, but just not hers. Women all across the world make pure fools of themselves fighting each other over a man while the man goes unscathed. That's kind of true, y'all. First, I'm whipping his ass for sleeping with her. Then I'm for her with her friend. Then I'm visiting her for a rumble. It's all about respect. Number three, carrying me. White female privilege is rampant, out of control, and it's a cancer to everyday society. Amen. And breeds more racism towards people of distinguished color. Block me from my own place of residence. Block my car in for no reason while you call 911 for some imaginary crime. Get in my kids or family's face or call me the N-word and I will whip your ass, Karen. They get over too easy with just a simple public shaming and sometimes losing their jobs. That's not enough. They need to feel black oppression all over their bodies. (laughs) Who is this? Who is this? That's right. That's right, K to Delta. K to Delta. Let them feel that black oppression all over their bodies. You damn right. Uh, she says she knows this from personal experience because she had to place God hands on a Karen in Virginia for spilling coffee on her and telling her to clean it up. Oh, shit. She says, I snapped. She lost and there were no arrests. LOL. Those are my three. I'm loving your show. Big fan and will be letting people know about you. God's blessing to you and yours. K. Man, K, thank you so much. They call you K the Delta. Are you in the sorority? You're a Delta? That's what's up. Uh, this is Marvin off IG. Dope show on episode. I'm on episode 85 and trying to catch up. Slow down, brother. Crazy energy and talent. Keep going. Bless up. Bless up, Marvin. Yo, bless up. Thank you, God. Camden says top one reason for whipping your ass. That should have been my one year old. People were so pissed about this guy that kissed the strange baby on the mouth and ran out the store. That's on last week's show. If you didn't catch it, go to Spotify. Look, pull up episode 109. Reach One Network. Go to Spotify. That should have been my one-year-old in the store that the guy kissed on the mouth. That's how you get yourself killed. Them parents must have been white, dog. Karen and Ken. Fuck with my kids and you die. And don't touch my roll-up without permission either. Kids and smoke, big bro. Um... Camden is your are you from Camden New Jersey first of all six seven eight three eight six five three three one that's where my fam is from all them Davises and Falls and all that stand up cousin over here doing it um you're you're extreme don't don't fuck with Camden's kids and don't fuck is roll up like you're blunt is that what a roll up is y'all I'm not familiar with blunt technology terminology nowadays hey kids and smoke don't fuck with Camden kids and smokes It'll whip your ass. Callie Born D on her top five reasons to whip your ass. She says, I don't have kids. Callie Born D is my road dog, y'all. 
She says, I don't have kids, but if I did, fucking with them would be my number one. So I'll put them here as my honoraries. Parents or siblings, number two. We bang out over here if you disrespect the fam. Yeah, we cute. Yeah, we sexy. But we throw them things for our loved ones. Yes, y'all are cute. And y'all are hella sexy. That family, y'all got some genes on y'all. God damn. Number four, my man. Yo, same answer. As Delta. No, I'm not fighting bitches over the concept of having a man, and I'm not fighting strange women for coming on to my man. I'm not even fighting a strange woman if I find out my man's cheating on me with them. He's in trouble, not her. But if you're in my personal circle, family or friend, and I find out you're getting with my man, I will whoop your ass. It's not about the nigga. It's about the principal. Number five, she says, I really don't have a five. So I'll just whip extra ass <laughs> for stealing from me and fucking with my imaginary kids. You are, you are so unstable. Love you, Super King. We still riding over here on the West for life. 100, 100, 100. 100, mama, love you back. Now, really quickly, y'all, I had some feedback from Uncle JC, uh, Enrique, and Silent Poet. I can't find it. I got to find it. I suck at compiling, y'all. I'm going to find it. I'm going to get to it. Sorry, guys. I'm going to find it. Thank y'all so much. Y'all know I love y'all for the support. So let's do one. Just ask Jeff. So I was in a group chat and somebody asked me personally, do you think it's only right to cheat out of revenge on the person who has cheated on you? So like, do you think it's only right to go cheat if somebody cheated on you? And do they have a right to be mad at you if you do asking for a friend? (laughs) Oh, no, you're not. You're asking for yourself. Here's the short answer. You're not right for cheating because somebody cheated on you. Either stay with them and work it out and make them feel like shit for the rest of their lives or stay with them and work it out and get over it or leave them. When you open your legs, it's something that you are letting somebody in you. That should be something that's valuable, even if you're a woman that likes to enjoy, you know, various men. That should be something special. Shouldn't use your body as a weapon in revenge. Same things for fellas. You shouldn't just be sticking your dick around to get revenge on people. Like I've never had a revenge fuck. I think only, um, to my knowledge, only one person has ever cheated on me, to my knowledge. But I've never I've never had a revenge fuck in my life. And I'm telling y'all something. When y'all talk about they cheated on me, so I went and cheated, you already wanted to cheat. That's the hoe in you. You just wanted to cheat. But you never had a valid excuse or reason for cheating. Just because the person you with fucked somebody, you got to make a decision, but... Fucking somebody else is only going to extend the shit. Should that person be mad if you cheat? Probably not. I mean, they started it, right? But just for me, I think if you fuck off a revenge, you're just fucking somebody you you already wanted to fuck. And you finally found your excuse. All right? That's my answer. Short answer on that. That was family feedback. Family, we're going to come back and talk really quickly about why we all love to be offended on the Jeffers Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87. WBS 87 FM. This is Atlanta's independent news station and home of the Jeff Moody Show. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait, wait, wait. Hold the up. It's the Jeff is Moody Show with DJ Naturel. Come on, Moody. Let's get it. Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you. I see you. Thank you. Deep Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. On Reach One Communication Station. 
You're listening to Reach One Network. It's Everything Podcast, a subsidiary of Beatbreak 87 FM and a Reach One communication station. Listen live on BeatbreakRadioFM.com and ReachOneNetwork.com. Welcome back to Jeff is Moody Airlines, number one flight through the internet radio skies right here on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Uh, we are just cruising at a comfortable altitude. Man, everybody's back there chilling, seatbelts off, tray tables up or down. We don't give a shit what they're doing. Just don't open the emergency door. Just don't yell up and, 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 and yell hijacking. We got a rowdy audience to tear your ass up back there. So we're flying along here and family we're just going to talk about uh social media really quickly guys and how we just love to be offended you know have you guys ever ever realized that social media harbors mostly powerless people and we don't have to walk around life being powerless but they harbor some of the most hypersensitive insecure hateful unaccomplished underachieving people in the world and this power to type on a keyboard a bunch of shit that primarily you know you ain't never gonna do to type a bunch of shit you know you would never say right to somebody's face or just to have critique for things you'll never have the talent to yourself or skill yourself to do it's so easy and it's become so powerful that they create things called cancel cultures and all that's a bunch of fucking losers and they just when they don't like you they cancel you now if you don't like somebody you can it's like for instance i don't fuck with kanye west no more can it's just too much for me now i i don't i don't like to consider myself part of the cancel culture because i hate facebook society i hate social media society that's why my presence is so weak. But if I don't fuck with somebody, I just don't fuck with them. But you'll never hear me talking about his art like I can do, like I could produce better than Kanye West. I can't. You never hear me talking bad about uh, the disrespecting his children or his his deceased mother. Like that you, you got these cowards and these weaklings. And this is the only power they have. Sitting there typing on that keyboard, feeling brave and bold. It's the only power they have. When they get off of that computer, when, or they, when they get off that MacBook or that smartphone, they return back to their nothingness. And everybody likes to be offended. Everybody loves to be outraged. So it's just a story I just wanted to talk about. Let's all get offended by it. So uh, let me start with the Draymond Green thing um, that that Tanya King E and King Don, they had asked me about this. So um, uh, many of your social media warriors, they aren't in the tizzy over voter suppression or anything like that. I mean, that's not important, right? (laughs) Nah, that would be too complicated and it required too much research to actually have to become involved with. So we get that. What is irking the hypersensitive dish it but can't take it clowns on social media lately? Who's getting canceled today? What has a bunch of people panties in boxes in a bunch? What has people offended? It's Draymond Green from the from the Golden State Warriors. He says he's tired of women in the NBA complaining about the pay gap. 
Draymond Green recently gave his take on the ongoing conversation about the pay gap between male and female professional athletes. Green told reporters he's really tired of seeing female athletes complain about the lack of pay and wants to see more action towards closing the gap. According to Draymond, female athletes, specifically WNBA players, are doing themselves a disservice by just complaining. He received pushback from NBC reporter uh, Kareth Burke, Burke, who said women are doing more to close the gap and raise awareness around the issue. However, Green retorted, saying they're not laying out steps that they can take to change the pay disparity, adding. So it's coming off as a complaint because the people that can change it, they're just going to continue to say, well, the revenue isn't there. The revenue isn't there. So if you don't bring in the revenue, we can't up your pay. They're going to keep using that. Green continued. While his choice of words could have been better for some, Green is firmly situated himself as an ally for women's sport and is looking at how most effectively uh, women can get their marketing attention and compensation they've demanded. And everybody is offended. Ooh, I can't believe he said that. FYI, for you easily offended people, Draymond Green is a big time advocate of WNBA basketball. What he was saying is they come across as simply complaining and not doing much more. And that is true. The owners can pay the ladies more. They just they the ladies are not bringing them in the gate like that. The truth of the matter is women's basketball is just not very popular in, in, in regards to in comparison to men's basketball. It's like that with a lot of sports. It's no fault of the ladies. They're playing ball. These are some phenomenal basketball players. I love the WNBA. But I got to tell you, it's hard to go from LeBron dunking from the line and doing all this shit to watching women miss layups sometimes and do this and do that. It's not a it's not an overexciting game when you pit it against the males. And because of that, they don't get a lot of people in. Here's another true thing. There was an issue years ago about when the women looking so rough, the women, so many of them wanted to be guys and, and people were turned off by that. Now, do those women have a right to look and whatever? they? Sure, they do. I'm not concerned with their preference or anything like that. I'm just telling you the truth. You know what happens? Truth fucks everybody up. Truth gets everyone offended. Nobody wants to hear the truth, especially keyboard warriors. So the, the simple fact of the matter is this family, the ladies are not bringing in the kind of revenue that are forced the owners to give them more. Yes, the NBA players could stand behind them more. But do you know how big of an advocate Kobe was for them? You know how big of an advocate LeBron, the biggest names in the games are advocates. But I'm not going to lie. The women do come across as just complaining and doing nothing more than that a lot. And I know they're doing more and they deserve more. Absolutely. But yeah, Draymond is actually an ally of them. He was just giving them like big brother truth. Y'all get offended by the truth, though. You know, there was there was just one more story. I didn't really know about this. Um, I had to find out about this song and everything because y'all got so offended by it. Um, there's a young lady named Danny Lay, a Denise Lay. I'm sorry if I'm getting her name wrong. And she made a song about her 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 skin complexion, yellow bone. Have you guys heard that? 
so everybody jumped on her because she made she shared a snippet from a song called yellow bone where she's like talking about her her skin tone and everybody got so offended oh and then you have like all of these head you have all of these fucking woke writers and all of these fucking keyboard fucking fucking see y'all gotta understand if i don't like y'all because i gets out and actually do stuff i do shit i don't say things to people online i wouldn't say directly to their face i don't make threats online i don't threaten people's family or talk about their children the hell in their the, the deaths in their family i don't do that kind of stuff online that's what you guys do so you got to understand that i hate you and i think you're a weak piece of shit now let me ask what's the problem with this yellow bone song y'all calling it colorism y'all saying it's an attack on black women are you motherfuckers retarded how many songs do we have for cocoa complected black women how many fucking songs have we had about beautiful dark-skinned women why can't she sing about her complexion why can't she make yellow bone or red bone or whatever the fuck she is I wouldn't give a fuck if a motherfucker made a song talking about how they love their white skin. I don't give a fuck. I'm not that sensitive. That's not going to offend me. Somebody please answer me. From D'Angelo on down to rappers to, oh my God, how many people have made song about beautiful, darker feature women? But y'all love walking around here talking about, yeah, I'm black, I don't get no love. Motherfuckers give you love. You be ignoring the motherfuckers that do it. By the way, India Ari made a beautiful song about her darker complexion. You know what y'all did? Y'all didn't buy it. You fucking clowns. You just like being offended. You just like being upset. But you don't never do shit. Except for type. A light-skinned girl can make a song about loving being light-skinned. I didn't listen to the song. Was she putting dark-skinned women down? I haven't heard that. I don't think so. Y'all just didn't like her making the Yellow Bone song. But you you ain't have no complaints with everybody from D'Angelo to The Roots to motherfucking India Ari to Jill Scott to Erica Badu to uh, 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 every... God damn it. How many men have, have worshipped and bowed down as we should before chocolate women? Y'all, y'all that's cool. But y'all don't go buy it. Y'all don't make it double and triple platinum. Y'all just want it to be said. So when somebody who's a yellow bone or whatever, that's colorism. She want to call herself a yellow bone. Y'all think that's derogatory? Get the fuck out of here. Hey, they're trying to take your vote away. Black women are missing and being kidnapped and murdered. Black women are like animals. They're on the same level as black men now to this society. Get mad about that, you goofy bastards. And fuck if you don't like this message. Oh, now nah, we gonna go. We we gonna go in deep. This gonna be this this gonna be one of them sidebar discussions because we are gonna talk about the songs. But right now, I just wanted to remind y'all that we love to be offended and we love to cancel. Let me guess. Will I be canceled after this? Maybe I'm not big enough to be canceled. How about y'all eat a dick, Sean Garvey? First time I said dick for the whole show. Salute me when you see me. Fuck out of here.
we're offended. Who cares? Random thoughts up next. We're going to pick this up in a group chat, y'all. We're going to pick this up on a sidebar, brothers. We'll be right back with the Jeff is Moody Show. Random thoughts up next. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Tune in and tap into the Beat Break Morning Show. Weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. And the Jeff is Moody Show with DJ Nat Urell will get you through the grind from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Beat Break 87 FM and Reach One Network. Download the Podcast FM app to listen live on the go. <laughs> Shit. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show on Beat Break Radio FM.com. Listen, uh, I, don't, I don't really come to kiss y'all ass. I'm sorry if if I offended you. If you're one of those keyboard uh, people, I'm sorry about that. But I mean, fuck it. It is what it is, though. We're gonna pick that up on a group conversation. Motherfuckers always so mad about shit, but don't be doing shit. I mean, uh, fucking. If you were mad about shit and and typed it up, and then you came out and physically did shit, also, I'm not talking about trouble. I'm not talking about violence and fighting. The 99% of niggas is pussy. I'm not even talking about it like that. Talking about the issues that you really mad about. You, yo, y'all ever went and picked people up and took them to the polls to vote? You ever have you ever volunteered? You ever helped the old lady across the street? You ever stood up for a black woman when they were being attacked or, or berated by some? What have you done? Or do you just be typing? You niggas just typers and shit. And you know who the fuck I'm talking to. If it don't apply to you, then you you're not offended. And if it does, then you're offended and fuck you. I mean, I'm just saying, there's a lot of shows that'll kiss your ass. I just don't happen to be one of them. Hold on, let me pop, let me pop my beer. God damn it. Shit. I'm drinking Miller Lite today. I'm trying to take it easy. It's time for random thoughts. I drink on the job. I do. Somebody was asking me if I would, would like to give a, a shot with them. Uh, they starting up an enterprise. Like, you want to come on board, man, and bring that show over here? We're just laughing and joking around. And they like they 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 got like a studio studio to record out of. And I'm like, yeah. They was like, do you really drink on the air? I was like, yeah. They said the only reason we recommend against that because you probably have to get up and, and pee a lot. I was like, nigga, motherfucker. Hold on, is this like a, a raw? We doing it raw? We doing it's a terrestrial radio. If you cut me a check and we in terrestrial radio, you know what? Matter of fact, y'all, this is a random thought. Fuck it. If you 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 cut me a check and we into we we in terrestrial radio in the building, and y'all tell me I can't drink a beer, that's fine with me. Get my fucking check. You want my brand to help blow up your company, and we we kind of pre-recording and putting shit out. Or doing it live, motherfucker. I'm 51 years old. I know how to hold my liquor. I know how to hold beer. I don't drink hard liquor, y'all. I know how to hold my light beer, unless I'm driving and hit a pothole when I had to pee. I'll talk about that later on. In, in all right, in random thoughts. God damn it, bring up bad memories here. Nah, I drink on a motherfucking job. That that was a that was a random thought. Bring all your sober, bring all your sober personalities to the table. I'll smoke them. <laughs> Y'all know I'm a black sheep anyway. I'll fucking smoke them. 
All right, random thoughts. Michael Rap, that was a random thought. Michael Rappaport is a fucking rat. Y'all know who Michael Rappaport is, the actor, the director, the guy. He's a, you know, he says things I agree with and he says things I don't. That's life, right? But he's a fucking rat. I mean, this guy, speaking of keyboard fingers, speaking of a guy that talks a gang of shit he's never going to do, that would be Michael Rappaport. So he gets into it with with the basketball player, Kevin Durant, and they're going back and forth. And you guys know Michael Rappaport is abrasive as fuck. Kevin Durant, who's also kind of kind of bitch made online, at least. I don't know him personally. I know online he's kind of like a, you know, like, hey, Kevin, you kind of like you kind of like clownish. You're too successful and too talented. And you really strike me as a G for you to just I, I think Kevin is a troll. If I ever meet Kevin, I'll make sure he hears this. See, you see the difference between me and y'all? I don't I don't have no recordings where I'm afraid for somebody to hear it. But they get into it. Kevin, Kevin goes at them hard. Michael Rappaport exposes their personal private text to the public. Everybody's mad at Kevin Durant. The NBA fines him $50,000 for a private text. Michael Rappaport is a snitch, bitch-ass nigga. If you can't take it, stop dishing it. Random thought. I was having yet another debate yesterday where people could not believe that I refused to wait in line for anybody's food unless they serve alcohol. Now, Moody, talking about myself in third person here, doesn't wait excessively for people's food. I just don't. I don't wait excessively to pay you my money to wait an hour online for your food. That's just not me. If that's you, knock yourself out. I want to support your food. I always try to find a lower wait time where I could come buy some of your food. But my max time for waiting for food without a bear, y'all, is 20 minutes. That's it. That's it, baby. That's it, baby. That's it, baby. And I'm talking about standing in a line where I can't get off the line for waiting for your food. I'm not talking about food I could order and come back and pick it up. I don't care how long that takes. I'll walk around a mall or go for a walk and come back and pick up food. I'm talking about where I can't get out of line. It's not going to happen. Now, the only way I wait online for your food over 20 minutes without a bear is if you're selling food for a good cause like cancer research, victims of domestic abuse. If you're feeding the homeless and you're selling stuff, I'll wait. But other than that, Jeff don't wait over 20 minutes for food. 20 minutes with no bear is the max. 45 minutes to an hour. If I have a bear in good company, that's fine with me. I'll wait on the line for an hour if I got good company. That okay random thought don't lie to me y'all keep it real it's just us talking amongst each other (laughs) be honest y'all a lot of y'all motherfuckers chose partying and hanging out over your safety during the pandemic we know y'all ain't been masking up in atlanta they're trying to make sure they never get past uh 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 COVID-19 in in the city of atlanta they're doing their best to make sure we never get past COVID-19 but don't lie because it's YOLO for some of you niggas, right? You only live once. You're an adult. You're, you're a fucking mature adult. But you can't keep your ass out of the club, even in a pandemic, because you got a party. I get it. I understand. YOLO! But for those of you that tried your best to stick to the smart route, can I ask you a question? Seriously? How many of y'all kept your masks on, practiced social distancing, and washed your hands and did all that? And then one day you met a rank stranger and you you fucked him or her without your mask on two weeks later. 
Uh, come on, don't lie to me. How many of y'all have tongue-kissed a person you didn't really know in the COVID era? I'm just asking. It was just a random thought. Last random thought, family. I brought it up early. I know how to hold my, my bear and, and, and do a show, as y'all can see. So I told y'all I peed on myself a few weeks ago, right? I told y'all, me and the queen, we was on the road. I felt like I had to... I, I I was about I had I felt like I had to pee maybe 40 minutes earlier but it wasn't a big deal I could hold it so I kept driving finally we get off on the exit to get food and I knew I, I, I would pee then it wasn't an emergency or anything then all of a sudden fam I hit a hole in the road the car was like boom boom in a hole all hell broke loose fam now we about three minutes from the Walmart parking lot that puts me about five six minutes from the Walmart bathroom but I had to go. I hit that hole. It was over. Family, I couldn't hold it. I pissed on myself. I put a little puddle in the seat. I got out in the middle of the Walmart parking lot while cars are driving by. Whipped out the snake. Well, it ain't really like a snake no more. Whipped out the uh, <laughs> whipped out the creature. You know what I'm saying? You know? Whipped out the still commendable 51-year-old penis, and I let it fly in the parking lot. I know it's nasty and disgusting. I'm sorry, y'all. I couldn't just drench my... I peed on myself. I went to Quick Trip and took a bath, a literal bath, y'all. I was so disgusted with my life. Um, I was so disgusted in my who I was as a human at that point. Um, So anyway, ever since then, I've been mentally fucked up. I don't often have to pee when I'm driving, but nowadays, fam, if I even think I got to pee, I just pull over and go pee. I, I go somewhere and I pee. So so today I felt a slight tingle and it alarmed me. It wasn't strong, but I'm scarred for life. I started taking inventory of what I had to drink for the day and I realized it was about half gallon of water, some pressed apple juice, like three beers. That just made me more paranoid. So I pulled into a quick trip and I took a whiz. It was barely any pee. What I'm telling y'all, I'm fucked up. I, I, I'm damaged. I'm psychologically damaged from peeing on myself at 51. Random thoughts to Jeff is Moody show. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on is Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show on Beat Break Radio FM.com. And it's time for the world's most trifling people. And, um, you know, family. As you all know, ah, this story bothers me. As you all know, trifling comes in all shapes, colors, genders, and forms. Trifling also comes in all degrees of seriousness or hilarity. This segment is a crockpot of trifling, from all points of egregious to every point of foolery imaginable. Every week and sometimes bi-weekly, I will read one to three examples of trifling human beings and I would choose a winner at the end. And I only have one for you today. Because we have so much senseless in the world and it's just more young people trading their lives away for nothing. And it's the story of yet another hardworking person just out there trying to make it who never made it home 
for their family to ever see them alive again. Let me read this story. Uber driver dead after teen girls carjack and crash his vehicle. This article goes on to say that crime has been on the rise since COVID-19 restrictions have been easing up in many states. Now a shocking incident has found two teenagers carjacking an Uber Eats driver in Washington, D.C., with a subsequent car crash resulting in the driver's death. Two teenage girls allegedly tased 66-year-old Mohammed Anwar before trying to steal his car. The man can be heard saying, this is my car, while Anwar's car engine can be heard starting up. From there, the girl, yes, y'all, this was on video. They did it. It was on fucking video. From there, hold on, Yanshan, let me fix this. Jesus Christ. From there, the girls try to speed off while Anwar can be seen hanging out the front door of the vehicle before crashing. Once the car landed on his side, Anwar could be seen lying with massive injuries while the girls climbed out with no issue. As of now, the two girls have been arrested and are facing felony murder charges. Let me tell you something. I saw this video. And it's just an older, hardworking guy, man, just trying to deliver some Uber Eats. And here comes two pieces of shit. Two underage pieces of shit. And they hop in their car and they tase him. He doesn't want to let his car go because family, that's all he probably fucking has. And foolishly, he held on while they took off. But get inside his mind if he's trying to feed a family. Get inside of his mind his fear of losing. Get inside of his mind. And the car speeds off. It disappears off the camera. You hear a humongous crash. You see him laying lifeless. And you see these two little pieces of shit crawling out of the fucking car. Alive. Lives over. And this hardworking man is dead on the fucking ground. And it just gets worse every day. It doesn't get better. These essential workers, these hard workers, they got to put up with these motherfuckers in their face, talking in their face without the consideration of a mask. You got to worry about somebody taking your car. You deliver a pizza. You got to worry about somebody robbing you. And they're just trying to make a fucking dollar. You two young pieces of shit are this week's winner of the world's most trifling people award and for those of you who are upset that i'm calling two underage unnamed pieces of shit pieces of shit it's probably not the show you should listen to we'll be right back with the polar opposite of trifling you're listening to jeff is moody on beat break 87 Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show with DJ Naturel. And she is on the way as soon as we land this flight. Ladies and gentlemen, the show is coming to a close. We are about to hit the runway. And we want to thank you guys for yet again 
riding with us for not only another week, but also going back into our archives and also bringing in more airs. Uh, we want to salute Podcast FM, where we're seeing a pickup in listenership through that app. Please remember that when you go to BeatBreakRadioFM.com, please look on your upper right-hand side and please get the Podcast FM app for your Android or iOS devices. Listen, family, y'all love me. Do it for me. Go get the app. Now, this is a roller coaster of a show. Uh, for those of you that are new here, uh, uh, might, might have shocked you. I don't, I don't fucking know. The regulars are used to it. We're a roller coaster because we represent real life. We don't spend a lot of time sucking celebrity meat. We don't spend a lot of time doing gossip and silly shit like that. Talk about life. Try to make you laugh. Try to inspire you. Try to keep you going. That's what this show is for. So we want to thank you guys for riding with us. And family, uh, we got so much crazy stuff going on in the world. I always like to close the show out on a high note. And we're going to do the polar opposite of trifling while we land this flight. Because family is true. The world is full of trifling people. But let us not forget that just as we have the low lives of the world, we also have people who are the polar opposite. Ladies and gents, my kings and queens, welcome to the polar opposite of trifling. And this is a real cool one for me. You know, big up to uh, big up to a very sweet lady I know named Tara Barrero. She is a she's a super duper racquetball player and she has dedicated so much of her life to cancer research and, and cancer healing. And every year she puts on a cancer tournament, a racquetball cancer tournament, play for pink. And, you know, the ladies it's, it's ladies only. So the ladies are playing and the guys come and we lend ourselves to them all day. We put our volunteer shirts on. We feed them. We get them their drinks because racquetball players don't do nothing but play racquetball, uh, uh, eat and drink. <laughs> That's why we love the sport. And so we go family and it's like a great thing. You know, we 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 serve the women all day, hand and foot. They get massages, not by us. They bring in professional masseuse people or masseurs or whatever the fuck. I don't know what that is. And and the guys referee the games and it's just, we're there to serve them and she does it every year. She is just beloved. She is really, I consider her to be iconic on a level where for somebody that cares. And so thinking of her and thinking of how important it is to give and, you know, and dedicate and be about something other than yourself Man, I came across this story and it really warmed my heart and I want to share it with y'all. So there's a chef that drove six hours to Vermont to cook a woman's favorite meal. He did that to soothe her in her final days. Listen to this. During the COVID-19 pandemic, takeout food has come to feel like an essential rather than a luxury. Of course, if your best loved dining spot isn't close to where you live, that generally puts a kibosh on a delivery. Unless there happens to be a generous chef who's willing to go the extra miles, roughly 530 of them, fam. He drove 530 miles to make a meal to ensure a loyal customer gets to enjoy her favorite meal one more time. When Baltimore restaurant owner Steve Chu learned that one of his longtime patrons, her name is being withheld for privacy. Thank God for privacy in so many situations. Thank God for that. Um, she's losing her battle with cancer. Uh, rather than share the recipe for her go-to dish, 
her son-in-law's Brandon Jones request. That was her favorite meal on earth. And her son tried to humbly ask him to share and he was like, I can't do that. Well, rather than him share it and rather than him dismiss it and say, you know, God bless her, good luck to you guys. He offered instead to make the almost six hour drive to Vermont to cook it for her in person. My goodness. The woman's daughter, Rena, knows just how much the temp- uh, tempura broccoli from Chu's Asian fusion restaurant, Ikiban, means to her mom. Even though her mom was teasing, the 72-year-old made sure to put it in her takeout order for Rena and Brandon's upcoming visit. She always told us, when I'm on my deathbed, I want to have that broccoli. So anyway, they called, and he was like, I can't give you my recipe. And he thought about it for a second, and he decided to do one better. He confirmed plans with Rena and Brandon, the children. And could he come and cook for their mother? They were stunned, like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm going to come cook for her. So Chu provisioned his pickup truck, and with business partner Ephraim Abibi and restaurant worker uh, Joe Ananavo, 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 in tow. I'm sorry, Joe, no disrespect. No disrespect, man. Um, in tow, the three men made the trek to Vermont. The next morning, Chu and his crew uh, they got in the parking lot of his unsuspecting patron's condo. She didn't know they were coming. Where they proceeded to fire up the grill and get cooking. When the woman opened the door and saw Chu's familiar figure standing there with a takeout order, she could hardly believe her eyes. It was almost impossible for her to fathom he'd be willing to travel from Baltimore to Vermont just to cook her a meal. But for Chu, the gesture didn't seem far-fetched at all. You know, a lot of restaurants are really devoted to their their regulars. I know I go to restaurants, Caribbean almost strictly, and they love me. You can see how they can become devoted to you. They're concerned about you. They ask about you and the family, and they mean it. He didn't do this for, for fame, guys. He's already doing great. He did it because it was a regular. He's known her, probably had a lot of love for her, and she was just in her final days and wanted that one meal that one final time. Thank God that she kept an appetite because often in that situation, the appetites are gone. So he says she made a really lasting impression on him. But not just the way that she loved the food, just the way she treated everyone around her. So with their mission accomplished, uh, Chu and his crew, they turned down an offer to stay for dinner and they headed back to Baltimore. They had to get back. They didn't take any payment for their time in trouble. And uh, her mom was left. The mom and the children were left with tears of gratitude and enough leftovers to stand them to lunch the following day. Let me tell you something, man. You can't beat this. Now, Chu says he is enjoying the uptick in business since the details of the long distance delivery became known. But that wasn't his reason for reaching out. And I totally believe him. She's a lovely lady who has showered us with love at our restaurant for years. It was a powerful experience, and I'm happy we could make it happen. That's the best takeaway we've had in ages. Steve Chu and your two buddies of Ekiban, or Ikiban, am I saying it right? Asian Fusion Restaurant in Vermont. For you to drive 530 miles to grant a dying person's last wish of some broccoli is beyond the the scope of the opposite of trifling you are like the king of the opposite of trifling i can't even think of a word for what you are right now you sir 
and your partners and those kids are the polar opposite of trifling. My God, that made me feel good. Well, fam, I hope you all enjoyed the show, but make sure you enjoy life even more. Pray for love over hate, peace over war, and don't forget, you ain't shit until you lend someone a helping hand. Family, my method is my madness. You might not appreciate me till I'm gone, but while I'm here, I'm gonna talk my shit. The ATL Traffic Mix with DJ Naturell is up next. I think she got at least 40, 45 minutes. Right, Sean Garvey? Try to make that happen, bro. <laughs> I love you all. I appreciate you all. And thanks for letting me be me. See y'all next week with another hot one. Please stay tuned and keep it locked right here for more outstanding talking musical programming on Beat Break 87 FM, Beat Break Radio FM.com, and of course, that Podcast FM app. Hey, yo, Sean Garvey. Bruh. We got another one. Number 110. See y'all next week. Love y'all. Jeff is Moody out. Family, let's all pray for humanity. Love y'all. See you next week. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Greetings, everyone. The architect here, Sean Garvey, from the Beat Break Morning Show and, of course, the head honcho of Reach One Communications. Listen up. I know you heard about the podcast FM app, and I know you heard the commercials over and over and over again on how to download the app. But did you know that you can get the app from another source? What source am I talking about? I'm talking about BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Here's what you have to do. Go to the website right now, BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Go to the radio station's homepage and click on either the Android or the iPhone icon at the top of the homepage to download your free podcast FM app now to any mobile device. It's as simple as pie. Once again, go to BeatBreakRadioFM.com, click on either the Android or iPhone icon and download the app right now. It's Podcast FM and don't forget to follow Podcast FM on all social media at Podcast FM now.